Welcome to the Williams Project episode 23. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what the media has been blasting you guys for months now, which is COVID-19. This is going to be Matthew and our eyes take on COVID-19, what we think is going to be happening to property, the economy, immigration, and is probably going to be the most factual and accurate and best information you've received to date on the topic. So enjoy the episode. So COVID-19, a very, very interesting topic, um, something that you see people arguing about online. And I have a very unique opinion on it. And I think that COVID-19 can both be something dangerous and something that we need to be aware of and also be a topic that the media and the governments are using to take far too many of your freedoms away. So it can be both right? Um, It is something we need to be aware of in society. It is something that has brought the whole world to a stop, which I just find absolutely baffling. Um, But it's also something that we need to start now. Now we understand the virus a lot better. I'm not sure if you're watching this from other places around the world. The modelling we got given in New Zealand was 10 times more aggressive than how the virus actually performed. Um, So now we're getting new data about what this virus is, we can start acting differently. And we're back at work. Um, Lots of people all over New Zealand were back at work starting yesterday. So now let's start talking about how we see the economy moving. Now people are moving back into that next stage, which is coming out of lockdown and going back to their jobs. Well, I suppose what's really interesting is kind of like what Matt touched on is Never in a thousand years did you think the economy could just come to such a crashing halt so quickly. Airport shut, mall shut, don't leave your house. Baffling. Just the cost to the country for such a short lockdown is just absolutely eye-watering. Numbers I read in New Zealand was a billion dollars a day. I'm sure in America you're probably more like a trillion dollars a day. (laughs) So firstly to touch on property prices because as you guys know we are in the property game it's always very topical and is what the media love to talk about I think I've seen reports generally saying they're expecting about a nine percent decrease in property prices so the average New Zealand house is about 650 odd thousand at the moment 680 I think yeah so nine percent would represent about a sixty thousand dollar decrease now to put that in perspective the last 12 months house prices went up about 14 percent so even if they drop 9%, it means they still would have gone up 2.5% a year for the last two years, which is still more than inflation. I, I, I don't think they're going to drop. So if you look at the GFC, um, which is in some ways a comparable event, um, the average house price in New Zealand it was went down 7 or 9%? 7%. 7%. So during the GFC, the average house price in New Zealand went down 7%. Now, what I think is different between this and the GFC we have banks with liquidity that are very eager to lend. Um, I know that Kiwi Bank's writing loans in a big way to make sure Kiwis get through this comfortably. We still have ridiculous immigration. So at the moment in New Zealand, our population increases by 20, uh, 75,000 people per year. Now, 25% of that is natural population growth, so Kiwis having babies, and 35% of that's immigration. Now, overseas, That doesn't mess very well. You mean 75% immigration? No, 70... Wow, sorry. No, 25,000 <laughs> people are natural population growth and 35,000 
I'm pretty sure those are the numbers. Does that equal 70? Yeah, it does. That equals 60. Oh. We need to come back to you on those numbers. But pretty much 75,000 net immigration a year made up of 25,000 natural births in New Zealand versus deaths. And then the other 55,000, 50,000. There we go. 50,000 is generally immigration. Yeah. But so there's a million Kiwis overseas who have a passport that can come home at any time. So I think we're going to have no problem keeping that immigration. And the New Zealand house price goes up by, I'm sorry, the New Zealand construction industry only builds 25,000 houses per year. So I suppose just to touch on the immigration, obviously at the moment, there is no immigration because no one can fly here. But like Matt touched on, there's a million Kiwis living abroad with a New Zealand passport that can come home at any time. 650,000 of them reside in Australia. And of those, I think it's 200 or 250,000 aren't eligible for Australian government help. That might be because they're not a resident, they haven't had their job long enough to get their version of the wage subsidy. So even if we don't have immigration per se from people without New Zealand passports, if we get 8% of New Zealanders coming home over the next year, we'll still match our population increase in previous years. And then the other thing to touch on is what the government, I think, will look at doing is a great way to get GDP growth is let more people come into New Zealand, open up the borders a bit more, get people arriving, get people arriving with money, get them spending that money in the economy. So all of a sudden, if we go, right, how do we grow the economy? It's actually letting more people in, not less people in. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think New Zealand is always going to be stronger than other economies because we've got a quite mature property market. We've got quite a mature um, economy. We also have great underpinning economic factors like our dairy industry, like our forestry industry. Um, there's a lot of great things going for New Zealand. We, we had very few COVID-19 cases. We had a handful of deaths, which were very sad, but it's not like we had this mass devastation like you saw through Europe. And we have people that are now ready to go back to work. We've got it under control. We understand it. And I just can't see any major economic impact. Like I feel sorry for some people in hospitality. I feel sorry for some people in tourism. Like it's really terrible what's happened to their business. And also there's like, there's no doubt house prices in the likes of Queenstown, Rotorua, the Tikapo, places that were underpinned by tourism as a massive makeup of their GDP. Their house prices are obviously going to be substantially more volatile than the main cities. And especially if we look at our sort of niche in the market, that more affordable townhouse market, Generally, all of our homes are under the national house price. And you've got to look at if people have gone from two incomes to one income, two incomes that have dropped 20%, 30%, they were probably going to be reassessing their purchasing power. They might have been looking at spending a million dollars. Now they're looking at spending 700000 The tenants might have been looking at a $700 a week property. Now they're wanting to spend 500 a week. So if anything, that lower, lower to medium average house price is going to see more demand on it as budget dictates where people have to live as opposed to where they want to live. Yeah, and, and also like a, somewhat, a centre like Christchurch, we've got a broad economy with lots of different jobs. So let's say you used to work in the hospitality industry over in Queenstown, which was under, underpinned by tourism. Those people now is a big percentage of people that don't have a job and they'll be looking to find a centre that has jobs. Christchurch is looking very appealing. And that's affordable. Yes, agreed. Like you go, Auckland average house price, say nine fifty a million dollars, whatever you want to call it. Christchurch around five five fifty. Yeah, so big it's difference. Like, 
even if you don't have coronavirus or COVID-19 economic impact, Christchurch has already been set up as such a great epicenter for a more affordable lifestyle where you can get paid substantially less than you can in Auckland and live the exact same quality of life. Completely agree. Well, I think we um, gave an interesting perspective on COVID-19. Oh, not, and not done yet. All right, come Another on then. Thing. So just to touch on the budget, just um, because obviously the government's gone, right, economic crisis, how are we going to fix this? Them announcing they're going to build another 8,000 state homes, I just want to put it on record, it will not happen. They've already tried Kiwi Build, and that is Kiwi Build is $3 billion, don't make any money, own the land, just go do it. And they delivered about 400-ish over three years. So I just find it very interesting they think they can go and build 8,000 in the same amount of time. I don't think they put a time frame on it. Yeah, well, that always helps. And credit where credit's due, Housing New Zealand is actually quite good at delivering. Um, I think Housing New Zealand builds about 1,000 houses a year. Yeah, Housing so New Zealand. So if they gave themselves an eight-year time frame, they'll probably do it. Yeah, it's actually an interesting point. Housing New Zealand is the biggest property developer in New Zealand. Yeah, so they do do the business. But yeah, the government governments are always not as efficient at doing things as private enterprise. Yeah, which is why it's interesting that the budget more or less gives a whole lot of money to the government to put through government sectors as opposed to giving the money to the private sectors and the private sector use their efficiencies to prop up the economy as opposed to the government watering it down through a bureaucratic system. Yeah, but but the government, the, we have a government at the moment that's very socialist and they like the government executing tasks as opposed to free, um, enterprise and business, Yeah, which is fine. 50% of people think that that's the right way to do things. 30 sucks. But so, <laughs> so my personal opinion is more that I think that budget take will actually slow down the recovery because you've now got the government trying to micromanage all of these enterprises and industries where the private sector is actually already geared up, ready to go, wanting to go, but now has to deal with the government on top of it. The main thing to keep an eye on is immigration. Immigration will be the main factor of how the New Zealand economy performs. The more immigration we have, the more house prices are going to increase, the faster we'll get back into um, jobs and employment and business and commerce. Yeah. But even since like we sold uh, 11 homes during Level 4 lockdown, unconditional sales, and then since level three onwards, we're already up to uh, 13 homes this month. And we should finish the month on 20. So we've actually seen, don't get me wrong, we have seen a slowdown in sales. But considering the economic climate we're in, we're selling far more homes than we thought. And still to investors, still to first home buyers, still to people looking at coming back to the country, we haven't lost a massive arm of our sales team, or uh, buyers I should say, that have all of a sudden saying, hey, I've lost my job, I can't settle on my home. Hey, I'm having issues I have to pull out of my contract. It's actually really positive how none of our current 300 clients have expressed any issues with the homes they've got getting built for them right now. Yeah, so to explain our sales, last, last calendar year, we sold $120 million worth of real estate, so approximately 240 houses. Um, so that's an average every month of 20 houses. Now, during the coronavirus lockdown, we sold 11 houses. So we were 50% down on our last year's average. This month, so one month out of coronavirus lockdown, we're looking to sell 20 houses. So we would be back to our average of last year. And then next month, I'm actually very confident we'll sell 30 houses. So we would be back to 50% um, up 
on our growth last yeah, year. Yeah, getting pretty close to yeah. pre-COVID days. So. so I think it's very positive. For us, we're going to nail it. We're going to take this opportunity and go really well. Um, and I think lots of Kiwis. I think the summary we should leave everyone with is you should feel confident in New Zealand's economy moving forwards and you should feel confident in the property market and the main centres across New Zealand like Christchurch, Wellington and Auckland. If you're, if you're buying with the fundamentals right, like is the price right, is it affordable, is it located where someone can live, work and play, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So on that note... And obviously that's not financial advice and we're not financial advisors. <laughs> ha, got your FMA. You thought you had me there. So on that note, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. All right, see you guys. Mm-hmm.